Hello and happy Friday, everyone. We are back with another Founder Friday, and this time with someone who truly is close to my heart, Sarah Shipton. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Monica. How are you? I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited to be interviewing you. This has been 10 years in the making. Truly, it has been. Sarah and I go back to way, 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 way back, even before the 10-year anniversary. I think we met before that when I did the rounds in Adelaide. And we hit it off the second we met. And you, I could just tell you were a power mover and shaker. And even though you just lost a huge, profound business in your life, mm-hmm. you were like, you're going to know me and I'm going to show you things. And yeah. I, it's been an amazing journey, Sarah. Amazing. So, so amazing. I'm so grateful for everything that close to my heart has brought to my life and my family's life. And I I'm just so happy to have my forever home. I could never see me doing this with anyone else. So thank you for giving us a, a chance and an opportunity. I think it was the best chance you guys took, right? <laughs> truly, truly. But it was life-changing and one of those beautiful life-changing moments that will be up in that top tier of this was meant to be. And, yep. and it was a beautiful, sacred time. So Sarah Shipton from Australia, in case you haven't heard that accent, Sarah <laughs> is from Camden Park, South Australia. And um, just really a friend of mine. I'm so grateful to um, have been in this journey with her and so incredibly proud of you for achieving the title of founder, which is a huge accomplishment from where you started to now where you are and that commitment and that never giving up on the dream. And yeah. it's, it's such a good, inspiring story, but before we get into it and really hear from Sarah, she sent in her bio and I just want to read it to you guys. It's so good. So Sarah has earned let's see four now four Uh inside trips that's pretty amazing and so mexico's the latest and greatest trip that you've earned and so out of those trips obviously you haven't done mexico out of the three though prior to which one would you say was your fave for sure the mediterranean cruise yeah that was incredible and i had been to europe before but my husband had not and so to take him and just see his face, all the history in the buildings. It was just, it was amazing. That's so cool. All right. Well, let me, let me keep going. I'm just like, Sarah's like my girlfriend. We're just going to sit here and chat. But uh, Sarah is married to Darren, who is a stellar, outstanding guy. So funny. And we're like little besties too. I just love Darren. Met him several, several times. And you guys are celebrating 20 years in January. That is exciting. Congratulations, you guys. Thank you. And they have two children, a daughter and a son who I have adopted as my own. I <laughs> them when they were so tiny and now they're grown adults and living their lives and doing amazing. Kayla, who is just the loveliest, beautiful, most beautiful girl is 22, which mm-hmm. is so hard to believe and just bought her very first home. Like, mm-hmm. wow, you look, look what you've done. You've set such an incredible example for your daughter and then she's she's a power shaker mover and shaker too just like yeah and then gorgeous Kai who is so tall and so handsome and so talented just graduated from high school and now is working full-time is that what he's doing working full-time 
yeah, living John. at home still, but um, such a sweet boy. I when I last time I was in Adelaide, I went to visit them at their home for the first time, which was really cool. And he was there, and Jai is so tall. How tall yeah. do you say he is? Um, I think he's six foot. I want to say six foot four. I think it's six foot four. It's it's huge. He's taller than my husband. It's crazy. It's so awesome. And he, and I'm five two. So you guys can just imagine. <laughs> he looks hilarious. But he was so sweet and so kind. And so Sarah um, is a self-proclaimed FIFO wife. In okay. case you don't know what that is, it's fly in, fly out. So your husband flies out to work at in Papua New Guinea, right? He stays within Australia. He works in the Cooper Basin, which is like right in the middle of remote Australia. Okay. And then he's gone for three weeks at a time and then two weeks home? Two weeks on, two weeks off. Two weeks and two weeks. Okay. Wow. That, and that's been your whole marriage? Um, No, we've been FIFO for 12 years. So for the entire time I've been close to my heart. Wow. What a, what an interesting way to, you know, do life, but maybe that's good. <laughs> yeah. We love the lifestyle. We really do. That's good. Cause when you're together, you're just so happy to be together. Yeah. You yeah. don't get stuck in that rut, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that. Yes. We, we, we try really hard to make the most of the time that we have when we're together for sure. Awesome. Well, um, in case you don't follow Sarah on socials, but I do. And so this is so funny and so awesome about you, Sarah. Not only are you an incredible scrapbooker, artist, leader, all these things, beautiful mom, you are a crazy football fan of yeah. Australia, Aussie rules, Aussie yeah. rules football, right? Yeah. Yeah. AFL, AFL is what it's called. AFL, yeah. And she is like hardcore, you guys, like the gear, the get up. She goes to every home game. She is in the, like, I think I've even heard videos of you screaming. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I love it. Have you always been a super football fan? Uh, Yeah, into the AFL. um, And also, um, well, you guys know it as soccer, but we call it football, which is English English football. Um, my son played soccer for a real long time. So both AFL and, and soccer. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. All right. Some of your passions are besides the AFL is traveling and you uh-huh. are a self-proclaimed travel agent for your family. You yeah. just had an incredible journey. Like I'm ready for you to hire you for my personal travel, <laughs> but she took her family through the UK, Europe, USA, Bali, then you guys even went to the Greek Isles. Like yeah. you did a whole world travel thing. It was like a yeah. huge celebration for Darren's 50th birthday. And you planned the entire thing from uh-huh. start to finish and everything in between. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a control freak. <laughs> the scrapbooks must be amazing though. Yeah. Knowing you. Yeah. And Are Cape Cod came way? out of like, um, well, I kind of, in all honesty, I scrapbook in in relation to the paper collection that we have released. So Cape Cod, literally, my bundle arrived the week we were flying out to the UK. And I'm like, this is going to be amazing for my Greek photos. So yeah, perfect. Perfect timing. You're good. I love that. All right. And lastly, I love this. This is this is one of those inspiring stories too. So, so the question is, did you do you have a job outside of the home and close to my heart? So instead of me telling everybody, I, why don't you tell everyone what happened there? Wow. Okay. So for the last 10 years, at the same time I've been with close to my heart, um, I was working in the finance industry. So in retail banking, 
uh, customer facing in a branch for um, Australia's largest financial institution. And I took that job 10 years ago. We moved Kayla from primary school to middle school two years early and the school fees doubled. And I didn't want the pressure of earning the income from my scrapbooking business at the time. So I took a job just part-time, three days a week in a bank. Um, and I stayed with the bank for the 10 years. I, I made that commitment to get my kids through school, to pay the school fees. And November last year, I graduated school and I had my 10th anniversary with the bank coming up in March of this year. So I had started to make my exit plan. I said to my husband, I want to leave the bank um, after my 10 years. Of, we get paid long service in Australia at 10 years. Um, so it's it's 10 years, at uh, 10 weeks of paid holidays. And so I said to him, I want to leave. And I started to develop my exit plan. And March came around. I wasn't planning on leaving the bank until I got back from our big trip, uh, which was supposed to be after convention. Um, but I was just ready. I was so ready. And I was like dragging my feet every day going to the bank. And I'm like, I want to be at home. I want to be scrapbooking. I want to be with my customers. I want to be my own boss. I want time freedom. And um, the day I made the decision to hand in my resignation was the day we put the ashes of one of my friends in the ocean who we lost to breast cancer a year earlier. And I had helped her put some albums together um, to leave basically for her husband and her kids. And that day after we put the ashes in the ocean, I said to my husband, I'm ready. And I went in and handed my resignation into the bank on that Monday morning. And it was the best decision I could ever have made. And I came back to my business full time in April. Um, we took our six week trip over May and June. And then July um, was my first full month in my business. And I beat my personal best in in my in my personal sales that first full month in business doing close to my heart. So it was just um, really a reminder for me that I was on the right track and on the right path and that I could really do this. I could do this. Well, Sarah, I, that's why I'm like, I don't want to do this. I can't do it justice. This is your story. And it's so inspiring. And, and what a leap of faith and, yeah. and belief in yourself. And now look at you. Here we uh, are. Like you're crazy. you're getting interviewed here on this, you know, for this prestigious title. And it's just it's just an incredible story. So let's dive in, Sarah. Let's talk a little bit about your passion for close to my heart, but obviously for your customers. And how have you laid a foundation for them to build your business to this level now? Like what? what are you doing? Like, what are you doing and how are you meeting them and what are you teaching them and how do you get them to keep coming? I know that's a lot of questions, but give us a little bit of that. No. Yeah. So for the three years from 2020 to 2020, 21 and 22, they were the three years that Jai was in senior school and I was working at the bank, um, you know, juggling the business, really focusing on just getting him through those last three years of senior school. And we had COVID hit as well. And all I really could manage was the monthly scrapbooking workshop kits. So I worked with the featured paper collection every month. Every month we did the scrapbooking kit. The majority of my customers are scrapbookers. And that's my passion. I've been scrapbooking since I was actually in middle school um, here in Australia. And so I really, that was all I could cope with for those three years. So I'd really sort of taken my foot off the gas. And when I made the decision to really um, increase that productivity, 
I got more diverse with my product range, what I was offering, what I was teaching, what I was showing and sharing. And my customers are just so loyal. I mean, some of them had been with me with the previous company and they just followed along. They were like, wherever you're going, we are coming. And so my focus has always really been about the photos, putting, printing your photos, putting them in albums, telling your stories. If you don't tell your story, no one else is going to do it for you, right? And so that is my passion and that's what inspires me and drives me and to encourage them to be the best memory keeper and the best storyteller that they can be for them and for their family. And so um, I don't know, like that's just... I just, I teach from the heart, I share from the heart, I'm vulnerable, I show up, I serve, I share, I wear my heart on my sleeve and my customers love that because it gives them permission to do that too in their scrapbooking and their storytelling. Mm, That is beautiful and what an empowering group you've created and obviously you're reaping the rewards of that and that that's the beauty of what we do of why Close to My Heart does what it does is it's so much more than the paycheck and the title, all that will come. You continue Mm -hmm. to show up and serve and do it for the right reasons. And the rest will come back to you. So absolutely. Definitely showing that. So, you know, um, I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but for Australia and New Zealand and even Canada, for that matter, when we set out an incentive trip program, we do it in U.S. numbers, but then we have to do all the conversions for those markets. And so they are are seemingly harder, I think, higher to you know earn. Obviously, your prices are higher, too, but yeah. it still feels like a stretch for the international markets to get to these trips. And they are because they're more expensive than we were flying somebody from the U S to Mexico instead of flying somebody from Australia to Mexico. So we have to, you know, accommodate that. And so you set your sights on these incentives. First Mm -hmm. off, what, what's the reason that you want to do these incentive trips? And second of all, how do you, you know, in a short nutshell version, how do you get yourself motivated to go for it? And then, So um, when I got back from our trip that we had this year, I'd been to the home office and that was such a highlight for me. Um, it really gave me the, um, the the drive and the determination to achieve this trip. I came back and I had like 18,000 points I had to achieve in three months. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And so I like kind of broke it down. I'd never sold that much in a calendar month, so I didn't even think it was possible. So it really started with my mindset right? Um, You know, going for an incentive trip is about having that mindset and that, that faith and that belief in yourself. So I, I worked out the goal, the end result, broke it down. And I just was like, I'm not going to be afraid to start small. Like I can do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to know everything and the entire product range in close to my heart to be valuable. And so um, breaking that, that down, working it out step by step and, just really, I know it sounds funny, but I have like little post-it notes everywhere with affirmations. Every morning I would say, you know, read my affirmations and and say to myself, like, you can do this. And why am I doing it? Well, if I don't do it, what's the alternative? If I don't achieve this trip and I just come back from a trip, so I couldn't wait to go on another trip. And I really wanted to reward my husband and celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary. And the trip for me was definitely a driving factor to, to achieving that. So, um, 
yeah, I love traveling. I love scrapbooking. How awesome that we can combine the two together, right? Like, so mm -hmm. it's just, it's like, it's like the, the perfect combination of all of the things I love. So it was just a no brainer. I had to do it. And I knew that I was going to have to make it a priority for those three months. And so for July, August, September, it was just heads down, bottoms up. Let's get this done. And wow, it's tick, and you tick, did tick, it. tick. Yeah. And you tick, did tick, it. tick. And now you get to take Darren to Mexico and <laughs> celebrate with your fellow close to my heart. Make yes. That I have to say was also a really big motivating factor to connect with the girls from the US and Canada, knowing that I'd not had an incentive trip with them before. I didn't know whether we were going to get another incentive trip with them. And so that was definitely a really big motivating factor as well. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's a wonderful story. And it, it's so true. Like everything you said, mindset is everything. And yeah. I'm all about the positive affirmations too. And I would write them on my shower door in one of the <laughs> prior race markers and, and, um, and you've shown that it's possible and wow, 18,000 in three months, that is a hefty, <sighs> that's a hefty yeah. order. But yeah. you did it and you, you, and now you're a founder even. Yeah. And so it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Well, Sarah, this is so fun. And I could just keep talking to you all day, <laughs> literally just good, but I, I probably need to wrap it up. So just as a closing question that I ask every founder that I interview, because there comes a point in your business or your hobby, even where you turn it into a business and you know, did you always think this was going to be a business for you or did you just love the love of scrapbooking and thought, wow, I can do this as a business too. Like, how did it go down for you? I started as a hobbyist. I was on maternity leave. We had one income. I had a five month old baby. Um, I was introduced to scrapbooking. I wanted everything. And I knew that the best way for me to get started was to sign up to get my product at cost and very quickly saw the income potential, the business opportunity. And I'm like, if I make this happen, I can stay at home with my baby. And it's always been about that stage of life, right? If I, if I work this and I make this happen, how is this going to add value to me and my family's life? Um, and how blessed I am to have had this in my life and, and work alongside all of the other things that are important to me. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Oh, so good. I got chills. That was beautiful. So last question, what piece of advice would you give someone who is ready to turn their business up a notch to ready to turn that hobby into a business or even set a small goal? What would you, what would you give them as advice? I would say to you, don't be afraid to start small. Like everyone has to start somewhere. And you know, it's great to have a goal and a big picture vision, but you've, you've, you've got to take that first step and you have to believe in yourself that you can do this and you can make this happen. Um, you don't have to be an expert in every single product that Close to My Heart has to offer. You just have to find your niche, find the thing about Close to My Heart that brings you the most joy, narrow that down, hone everything you can into that passion, that joy, and just get out there and share that and show that and teach that to your customers, your audience, your community. People are watching you. People are out there and they want something in their life that makes them feel good, that can keep them connected and engaged with other women. Um, don't be afraid to start small. Get out of your own head and just take that leap of faith and just go for it. Mm, so, so good and so true. Well, thank you, Sarah, for sharing your heart and sharing your story and 
just really inspiring all of us. And I just, I'm so proud of you. Like I can't, I'm bursting. I'm bursting with just love and happiness and joy because I've watched you flourish and I've watched you go against all these obstacles and challenges and you just come back stronger and stronger and more positive and you've done the work and it shows. So thank yeah. you for sharing. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate oh, it. Thank I love you. it. This is, this is the joy. All right, everyone. That is it. That's a wrap with Sarah Shipton, our latest founder. Thank you, everyone. Have a fabulous weekend and we'll see you next time with our next new founder. Bye. Bye, Sarah. Bye.